I'm Gab, he's Jules, blue skies, and a very, very cold Ooh, West London yeah. morning. Jules, what a show. The Spanish Super Cup, Real Madrid yes. win again. Searching Ratcliffe and Sir Alex Ferguson Together. sitting next to each other. 270 plus sirs. How about that? <laughs> um, ton going on. Uh, big night for the French players at Milan. Big yeah. night for... for um, for who? For Bayer Leverkusen, late yeah. winner. And PSG. Stinker from Girona. So much going on. Come on. But I want to start, because we both like gifted players, I want to start with Newcastle and Manchester City. This game was on Saturday. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a surprise that Manchester City won this game because they are a better team and because everything's yeah. injured for Newcastle. However, the way this game unfolded, I was absolutely... I was absolutely riveted. Yeah. Um, I guess the headline is Kevin De Bruyne coming on and turning the hair, you know, with... Or just turning the hair. Sorry, I said turning the hair because he's got a new hairstyle. Yeah, new haircut. So yeah, sort of Grealish-ish on yeah, his way, yeah, right? Longer. Um, which makes him seem a lot cooler. He looked like yeah. a bit of a nerd before. Um, that was... That was just a remarkable turnaround. Yeah, one of the games of the season so far. For me, five great goals uh, in the 3-2 win for City. All of them, really, you could pick whether you like the Bernardo Silva backhill more than the two lovely curlers finish from Isak and Gordon. The Oscar Bob goal from the pass to the finish is just amazing. And then the, that goal from Kevin De Bruyne coming off the bench and being decisive when his team needed him the most, really, because they were 2-1 down. Not playing great football, although having a lot of the ball and... Which is not a surprise. A lot no, of but we can discuss Newcastle. maybe if Newcastle should really spend their game defending pretty much after the half hour. But that's another. That's one for later. But on the Bruyne and City, I just think that if you doubted that Kevin De Bruyne was a genius, absolute football genius, then I think the half hour that he played in that game on Saturday just proved it to you because the goal to start with, like you said when we were preparing for the show, to hit it with so much strength with the inside of his foot, in the way his body is positioned on purpose between the leg of Cher, using Cher as a, like a, a diversion almost for the goalkeeper behind, for Dubravka, it's just outstanding. And then the ball for Bob is, is sick. I, I mean, look, ultimately we... <laughs> there's, there's many reasons we like football, right? And it's it, it's heritage, it's competitive, crunching tackles. But I think unless there's something wrong with you, we, appro- we appreciate moments oh, of incredible yeah, skill. Of course. This game had many of them on, on both sides. Yeah. Um, but I got to go back to that De Bruyne hit because I don't understand how a little fella like that can have a the war with all, as you said, <laughs> no, right? He's not that little. It, we, whatever. <laughs> he's not Erling Haaland size, right? No, but he's like, like my size. He's not Messi's size. Okay, fine. He probably can't lift a refrigerator, right? <laughs> Erling Haaland probably can. <laughs> Elijah Adebayo definitely can. Yeah. Um, and so he has to. First of all, he gets the ball in space, and I figure great. So I, I assume what he's going to do is he's going to play. He's going to play one two. He's going to have extra time, or or he's going to pick a pass. Yeah. Instead, he appears to take on Fabian Schär. I don't know. He hypnotizes him. It almost looked to me like a moment like he made Schär think that he had lost the ball or he had sort of his feet out. Instead, he's moving Schär into position. And then he side-foots the ball. I don't understand physics. I don't understand the physics of how you can side-foot the ball with so much power because, obviously, I, it, it needs a lot of, of, of yeah, power yeah. to travel as far as it did. And precision, yeah. And, and as well as the accuracy. I, how does that? How does? How do you do that? What What are the mechanics of that? I think the uh, the upper body 
has to be really strong to engineer so much power with uh, not really angling your body because he's just behind the ball. Uh, and his body said, shape is wrong. Everything is wrong yeah, he said to during, generate power, and yet he does. He said during the rehabilitation after the quite traumatic, I think, hamstring injury that because it can't it can't be nice uh, that he knew to be able to play a little bit longer. He needed to strengthen much more his upper body, which I think before I don't think you saw KDB much in the gym. Uh, I think you've seen him a lot in the last four months because to make your hamstring stronger and your legs stronger, obviously your upper body and your abs especially have to be really strong. And for me, he's that, that well because he's got that strength now. Uh, and he was always a good hitter of the ball, there's no doubt. All right, Jules, let's delve a little further in this. Um, until De Bruyne came on, I thought the man of the match by some distance for City was Rodri. And yeah. the reason was that, again... He's in a situation where I don't think the players around him. I thought Kovacic was very was, average, yeah. was was really struggling in that. Yeah, I thought the defense became really insecure, and we're going to get into that into a minute. Once again, the guy's bigger than everyone. At least when uh, uh, when what's his name isn't there, the large Norwegian Joel. fellow we call oh, Erling, Hol- oh, sorry. Holland. I thought you meant in the other team. And yet he also manages to be the most influential, um, the most influential guy. Um, but. And obviously, Newcastle also having the blow of losing Ederson early on. And I wanted to ask about that. It, clearly, it's a muscular injury, right? Yeah, I thought so, too. It's a muscular injury. Why did he... I know Ortega needs to warm up, but whatever. But you're still a goalkeeper, right? Why did he keep playing? Why, why did... Because I don't know. He didn't play for that long, though. So no, but he, he, had that, he, had the, he had the incident where he nearly cost him a goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe he was just testing, thinking like, yeah, I can continue. And I think you need to, as a doctor and as a coach, you need to trust him, if his own feelings, saying, I like, know I can, let me try another five minutes and see instead of taking him. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, that was, he could hardly walk even. Like, I, that was very odd. I, I just, look, we're not doctor. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. Precautionary or whatever. But just with everything that, that Newcastle have, oh, sorry, Newcastle, that City have coming up, I think it's an issue. On the, not so good from City. I need you to walk me through what happened with the two goals that Newcastle scored because very similar positions. Yeah. Um, on the first one, actually, I thought Isak, instead of shooting, you have Gordon coming. Gordon, who, by the way, as you know, I'm not a Gordon guy. I thought he was phenomenal in yeah, this game. Yeah, again, yeah. His defensive work rate, as well as the quality brings, was tremendous. Hey, look. I'm going. I'm opening my mind. I'm opening my mind to Anthony Gordon. I'm opening my mind to Peter Bosch, right? Oh, little by little. Yeah. Maybe soon. Right. Maybe you'll be opening your mind to Ronald Koeman. No, but no. 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 Okay. All right. Um, but what struck me was it's the same position. It's the same sort of transition play. Yeah. Um, clearly, something went wrong for City on both situations. It's and just... You want to blame Walker one-on-one, and I think he definitely could have done a better job. Yeah. But clearly... I mean, City don't set up defensively. Oh, let's leave Walker one-on-one if there's a diagonal ball to that side, right? Yeah, but I thought the line was all over the place, especially on the on the first one. I thought the lack of pressure on Bruno Guimaraes, especially when you play against a team like that and you know exactly what Newcastle are going to do, even at home, this is what they do. They sit really and play on counter-attack, on transition like that because they've got Almiron, Gordon and Isak. And if you have a passer of the ball like Bruno Guimaraes or like De Bruyne in the, in the opposing team, 
then you, you just can't give him any space or any time. And yet I felt in that first half, especially after the half hour, and maybe City were a bit too comfortable. Well, then if you give him time, he's going to find a pass like that. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's the basic sort of football tactics manual. And, and by the way, it applies to Barcelona, who we're going to get to later, is if you want to play a higher line, you have to have what we nearly call the covered ball, meaning the when the other team is in possession, you have to have somebody pressing. Yeah, the if you want to sit off them, that's fine. But then your back four needs to needs to drop as well. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious when you think about it. It's simple coordination. It was shocking to see City make that kind of mistake twice. Yeah, it was, and I think they. The counter-pressing was not as good, not as efficient. I don't think Kovacic, who I think more than Rodri would be that kind of, should be that guy, uh, was not as good as he should have been, maybe. But then, even if you can, you can allow a ball over the top, that it, you, know, you can't control everything. So you will, you will face that kind of ball. It's how you respond to it. And from Walker to Diaz to maybe Ortega to a certain extent, because to be beaten twice, and I know the two strikes are perfect. I get that. However, I could have told you after the Easter goal what Gordon was going to do was exactly the same on his goal, and yet Ortega gets beaten again. And again, maybe nobody in the world, not even Courtois or you know, Testegen. Yeah, there's a lot more movement on the, on the still, one. Um, so, yeah, it's not just that those balls over the top that were really well played by Newcastle. It's also the way they responded to it. And I think that's, that's a worry. But we've said about City's weaknesses or difficulties, let's put it that way, defensively all season. You know, the goal against Palace, for example, the first one, not the penalty, but the first one when they're 2-0 up and they're cruising and there's 15 minutes to go and they get caught, they get caught again on a quick transition because yeah. the ass is all over the place. When, when Drag was in sign for Spurs, I looked at all the... Um, I wanted to compare his, his stats with the best in the Premier League. So Van Dijk, Konate, Saliba and... And Diaz, I think I picked. Ruben Diaz's stats this season are way below everybody else of those I just mentioned. In terms of, when you say stats, in terms so of... So everything, uh, even the goals, passing, right. passing stats, everything, right. interceptions, tackles, duels won, all of that. It, it, it is an issue, and I think, you know, what we've highlighted this year, what we've seen, what we've seen from City is when, you have, when your collective defending works... When, you're, when your line works, when it's tidy, you rarely are in situations where you have to defend one-on-one. City will always be more in situations where they defend one-on-one because they commit so many people forward and, and, and whatever else. I feel like last year, though, they felt more in control and there were fewer situations when they were defending one-on-one. And in those one-on-one situations, they did better. I wonder if there's a drop-off in the sense that Vardiol... Uh, he hasn't been great since he's arrived, right? No, that's, but that's, called that's a, normal. A, a, a spade, a spade, right? It's normal to a point, right? Well, I mean, no, he plays, a, he plays a left back, so... No, no, but I'm talking in general this season, right? Yeah, but still, he plays a left back. So on top of learning a new league and right. playing with a new team, so, he plays in a new position. Okay, so Akanji played five different positions last year and he was new in a new league and he's not as good as Guardiola and yet he managed to do it. Obviously, Akanji injured. Well, yeah, but it's different. Akanji is a more I, complete defender than Guardiola is. Guardiola has a special skill set, the skill set of a centre-back. Right. Akanji can play in midfield. Guardiola can't play in midfield. No, but it was, 
Okay. I, I, point taken. I, I do. I, I highlight this to denote that the takes time to settle argument doesn't always work for. Yeah. Everyone. No. True. I like true. being that's contrarian. True. No, right? That's true. Because well. the contest had an instant yeah, impact, yeah, yeah. which that's people would have expected. Walker, you figure ultimately he has the pace and quickness to get him out of it. In both situations, he. I was kind of surprised that he didn't engage straight away. He almost sat off. And the reason you don't want to engage straight away is because the person takes a touch and runs away from you. But if you're Walker, I would assume Walker, even at his age, is going to be quicker over three, two, three meters, maybe not over 50 meters because the other guy's longer legs than Isak, right? Yeah. And I would assume he can, he can certainly keep up with Gordon. Yeah, In yeah. both cases... Do you think he sat off because he expected that help was going to be nearby? So Did I he think just make the, an error? The first one, when you rightly pointed the overlap from Gordon, I think maybe you have to wait because if you commit to, if you think that he's going to shoot and commit that side, then the pass is open for Gordon on the overlap. So I can understand that. So you are 1v2. Yeah. The second one, however, like you said, it's 1v1. And. Yeah, Gordon can go both ways because usually he goes onto his left foot. He's not afraid to go onto his left foot. But there's also a big probability that he would shoot like, like he did on his goal, so curl it onto right. his, from his right foot. It's really strange. I, th- I think Walker's form has, has dropped massively. I wonder as well if Stone's absence is a big thing. And let's not forget that this team became really, really good last season once Stones has stepped into midfield, really. And they played with Rodri and Stones as the two, as the double pivot in front of them and then the three behind. Uh, and the fact that Stones has not really featured all this season or he's been there but then injured again, played a little bit then got injured again, maybe that has disturbed a little bit the whole defensive rhythm and certainly that his absence in midfield for what Pep wanted to do because Kovacic is a completely different profile maybe has made things more difficult defensively. It's just really strange because they are, they conceded goals like we don't really, we're not really used to. I know they're still scoring, but is there an issue further up the pitch too in the sense that you get used to playing with Erling Haaland and then you bring in a centre forward who is, I'm not as crazy about Alvarez as some people are, but he's obviously an exceptional player. Yeah. But he has a different profile. You can't ask him to do what Erling Haaland does. It's not just whether it's a physical presence, whether it's just a flat-out speed over 30 meters. Is that playing into it a little bit as well, that now they have to readjust again to Haaland? I don't know. Or sorry, to not having Haaland? Yeah. They've, I think they've played eight games without Haaland. They drew one and, lost, and won seven. Yeah, but it's also in the, uh, the, the, the. That's also that includes the club world. Yeah, that's Cup only against, two. But the rest, they have been. They have. They have been. Well, like, did they play like Sheffield United? People like that. No, no but yeah, but, but I, it doesn't matter so much. They play away at Everton. They play away at Newcastle as well. Without Haaland, they are unbeaten to start with, and they've won seven and in right, eight. And against Newcastle, until De Bruyne came on, they were two one down. For sure, against but a Newcastle just, team that has nine players. But out. then, if you win without Haaland, I don't see where the problem is. No, but I, I was, would they be better with him? Uh, yeah, for sure. Everybody would. All right. Okay. Well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see how things work out when when he returns. I, I don't think it's just a question of better. I think well, because it, you it, think it has a knock-on effect. They're struggling the to adapt without him, to readapt without him. I'm throwing it out there. I don't think City have played particularly well in the spell when when Holland is out. I thought they've had they've had good games and they've had other games. Yeah. You know, by City standards, right? 
Um, and it's not just the individual errors, which we've seen, because actually those, some of those individual errors, some of those bad Ruben Diaz games, for example, came before when Holland was still there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to check it to Newcastle. It, is this just at some point it's catching up with them? It, it's not so much the many injuries and the, the absentees, because when you break it down is, you know, which starters are missing – you realize, yeah, they have nine guys out, but it's maybe only two, three, four starters. Well, yeah, not even that. Joel Linton, I think, was the only one. If you think that you're starting well, now, well, Joel yeah, Linton, the keeper, so Pope, that's I would it. assume based on the start of the season, Tonali. So, yeah, I think maybe. it's more the fact that it's the same people are always playing because you have nine guys out. Yeah, that's, that's the and lack so of at some point, more than... Louis Miley, 17 years old, you can't be asked to do that. You know, if... And, and so you, you build up this... You build up this fatigue that you're not going to break out of. Yeah, but my so my issue is, your your plan A is a very physical, demanding, intense game. Right. This is what Eddie Howe wants from them. This is how they play, right? It's yeah. like a thousand percent all the time. You go, you run. You are one of the most physical teams in the league. Okay, which is great when everybody's fit. It works. It worked last season. Not so much this season. So. Do you stay the same? Do you just keep your plan A and not have a plan B? Or you try, as a coach, to change something? But we've had the discussion before on yeah. the show. And yet, despite all the struggles, despite the fact that they were 10th in the table, the fact that they were knocked out in the Champions League, the fact that they have the injuries, and yet they're still trying to play the same. And I just I, don't think it's... I just, I just don't think... It's the right thing to do. I suspect it has to do with the fact that at this point, four months in, some of these injured players are closer to returning. And then all of a sudden, they can come in and then you can manage your minutes a little bit better. And then, you know, maybe I have Willick and maybe I have Barnes and Callum Wilson is there. So I can not necessarily turn into Inzaghi and use all my substitutes all the time to maintain that intensity. But were I to change now with my players who are fatigued and worn down and these other guys coming back, it might mess up things even further. I'm, I'm giving Eddie yeah, Howe the benefit. I don't think so. The I think benefit of the doubt another way of playing because the way you have been playing and the way you've taught those players how to play, your style of football, is just not working. And it's not viable right now with the fitness levels of your starting eleven that play every single minute of every single game because of the injuries. You can't rotate. I, I've said it before, you should have had a plan B, go more possession-based, go change your formation, do something else. And it didn't. And it's costing them. It's really costing them. Uh, Darren Eels, who's the guy who's in charge of the club, um, did some interesting things to say. In the yeah, it was open, wasn't it? It was very open. By the way, I, I really applaud the, yeah. when people who, who make these big decisions talk, and it happens very rarely. But essentially, he said that Newcastle were breaching financial we're on their way to breaching financial sustainability rules i think by something like 30 odd million yeah um and so they will probably need to sell before they can before they can bring more players in so now we need to put this in context they will have champions league money coming in so i think that will balance things out yeah not much though they They won one game it depends also how many teams get when the other english teams get knocked out and whatever else but um it is a reminder that you could just say, oh, look, the Saudi shakes, blah, 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 all the money. Yeah, the money's there, and it's readily accessible, but there are controls. To what degree do they apply those controls is important, and we'll get yeah. back to it. Um, I think it's really important, and 
I can say the same for Manchester City, incidentally, right? Because we still have sponsorships where you look at this and say, like, is this really market value? I mean, <laughs> you know, do you know who Newcastle's shirt sponsor is? Sella. Uh, yeah. Do you know what Sella is? No. It's a Saudi entertainment and events company. Okay. Now, 500 million for one year. Wow. It's not. It's it's actually. I think it's. It's decent. Yeah. It's Twenty I, million I, like I that. Already, yeah. And they purposely did it so it would be in line. Yeah, of course. With the other shirt sponsorships, I think it's also really you're really stretching the argument that if Newcastle were still owned by not Mike Ashley, would Sella be sponsoring them? Would they find twenty million no. somewhere? I, I, you know. But then you can make the same point for many of Manchester City sponsors. So I'm not just yeah, thinking and Newcastle, PSG right? and yeah, yeah, for sure. But it is, it is important to remind yourselves that, you know, the authorities have this power. Yeah. That they can, these are the rules, we're going to apply them. And it's up to you authorities to apply them and to explain to the rest of us what you're doing. And if you do that, people will get a sense of fairness and justice. So if do you, you don't, think, people will be cynical and say, it's just about money. So they, revenue has increased quite well, and, but as we expected, up to 250 million, I think. That's what they say, but even then, you know, revenue goes but, up because they finished in the top four. I don't think they're generating more stadium out of St. James Park because it was always full, but it's always full anyway. And they true, can't. You've got the extra Champions the three, I mean, it's only three Champions League games that they played. But you've got that revenue that you didn't have. Yeah, before. so you, you have some box office revenue from the Champions League. You have the, the, the Champions League money. You have the money from the Premier League because you finished top four, which yeah. is better than finishing 10th or, or, or whatever. Obviously, you get more money there. Sponsorship, they'll have some non-Saudi sponsors. The Saudi sponsors will max out was to make be, it believable. But do you think they're surprised that they're in this position? Do you think they had planned for it? Do you think they knew when they spent all that money on Isak? I think Darren Neal knew. I think Darren Neal knew that this was likely the situation they were going to be in. Maybe they were hoping. I, I don't. So they I don't took think, that risk on purpose. Yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily means that you know we have to sell Anthony Gordon to Manchester City. No, no, no but because what I find strange, Gabby, is that they spent 80 million on Tonali in the summer, so yeah. six months ago. And now six months on, they say like, well, you know, we've, we've done well so far, but we need to sell. Well, why did you go and spend 80 million? Do you see what I mean? What's the point of signing so someone for 80 million? I Whoever think, that I, is. No, no, look. I, and then I to be in a position where you have to sell him pretty much, not him, it won't be him, but let's say you have to sell Bruno Guimaraes. I don't know that you have to sell, I don't, I don't even have to sell these people. It might be you don't sign somebody. Um, and remember too, when they signed Tonali, they didn't know what Champions League group they're going to be in. They didn't know they're going to be in the no, toughest no, group. True. And I think realistically, they would have thought that they would have advanced because you would expect you expect a Premier League side that finishes top four to advance or at least be in the Europa League, right? Yeah. So um, I think it's one to monitor. I, I think I'm, I hope all parties here remain transparent, and if there are rules there, let's apply. All right, enough city. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, God. Real Madrid win the Spanish Super Cup, trouncing Barcelona 4-1 as Vinicius nice. grabs a hat-trick in the first half. Celebrates Cristiano style. Yeah. Jules, I, this was extremely, extremely one-sided. Yeah, maybe far more than we had expected or anticipated. Uh, I, I think just Real Madrid were on it. And Barca, for me, this game and this performance from Barcelona just summed everything up of where they are this season the but everything that we've already said many 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 times the lack of creativity 
I mean, I never want to you, see. You know where I'm going to go with Sergio Roberto. The next question is for me to discuss Barca. Yeah, I want to. I want you to celebrate Madrid. We can let's celebrate, celebrate Madrid. We, we were so positive about all the positives of the Newcastle. Can we just want to be grumpy? Here? No, no, no. I don't want to be grumpy. I just say like when you play against a team that has Sergio Roberto in it, it's much easier. But well done <laughs> to Carlo Ancelotti taking advantage of all those issues at Barcelona. Vinicius and Rodrigo on fire. Bellingham as well, even if he didn't score. It was at the heart of everything. It was far too easy for them when you score after seven minutes in a game like this. And then even your second goal, not long after, it makes things easier for you. But even when Lewandowski scored, they never panicked. We were saying they were on good form. They watched Girona dropping points as well. So it was a very good day overall for Real Madrid, Carlo Ancelotti and all the Madridistas. And let's get to Barcelona, Gabi then. They haven't played well in a very long time. We've said that before. But they had won four in a row. We said that too. But are the screws now turning on Xavi? Or are you just going to blame Jules Koundé and the defenders? So, right, four wins in a row, you're going to bring that up with the late goals against Las Palmas and the Barbastro game where they the were penalty, terrible. Come on, yeah, man. all of that. Um, look, uh, I don't think this is all on Xavi. A lot is on the defenders. What is on Xavi is this. is what we were talking before about covered ball, uncovered ball, right? You're playing against a sprinter, like a legit sprinter in Vinicius, yeah. right? That means that when somebody on the other team, and in Real Madrid's back line, except for the two center backs, everybody can pass, um, you need to make sure that when the ball is at their feet, you've got somebody on them so yeah. they don't have an open boot up the field because that is how the first two goals came. Yeah. I mean it, it's as simple as that. So that is on the the the, the, the front men not doing their job properly, including your pal Sergio Roberto, who Chapi Ferrer may think he's phenomenal attacking midfielder, yeah, but, no. but I think yeah, most people would probably disagree with that. Um what's not on what's not on Xavi is whatever whatever Jules Koundé has done to displease God this season, that he's punished him with one terrible performance after another. Yeah. Araujo also, dude, come on, man. Picking up cards like that, giving away. No, I mean, that red card is... I, like, I, you, you want to be a defensive leader? Act like one. I yeah, told exactly. you. You know my thoughts on Christensen uh, in, yeah. in this context at this level? Um, this, isn't, this isn't on Xavi. And I think you'd be mad to sack Xavi because right now... Any top coach that's willing to come in is going to look at this and they're going to have a million questions about budgets, about La Porta, yeah. about all the stuff that's been nagging the club. They're going to look at the team. I'm assuming Xavi gives you a home down, hometown discount. You probably don't. I don't know how much he makes, but I'm assuming it's not a lot. No. Given that it's, it's his not. first big it's job Simeone's in Europe. Money. Sorry? It's not Simeone's wages. Yeah, it's not Simeone. It's not oh, even Pep, Luis Enrique yeah. money. It's probably not even Valverde money. Okay? So... Stick with Xavi. Yeah. Stick with Xavi, finish top four, and assess in the summer. I agree. Aston Villa move up into second place alongside City. Mm. But Jules, did you feel like they dropped two points in the scoreless draw with Everton? And what did you think about that weird offside? Yeah, I mean, yes, I think the answer is yes. Although I think Everton could have won that game too. If Cavalouin has that 1v1 against Martinez, that he should really, really have scored. By the way, so, Chuck, you saw that. I, I'm not, I never played goalkeeper except for in pickup games. I'm sure goalkeepers are taught, hey, don't turn your back and run towards your own goal when the other guy is free on goal. Like, but maybe he knew that it was not going to get lobs. Certainly not. 
He doesn't even need to lob it. If Calvert Lewin drops up, the man's back is literally yeah. to me. All I have to do is put it to one side or the other of him, right? Yeah. Emmy Martinez does not have eyes in the back of his he head. He doesn't. Well, not that I know of. Not that we know of. He yeah. took Unai Emery 97 games to draw nil-nil with Aston Villa. I think this is pretty remarkable. It was, it was remarkably a good, meaningless it was, stat, but sure. Yeah, it's okay. I love okay. meaningless okay. stat. You know, pointless stat. But it was a good nil-nil. That's what I meant. Inter, meanwhile, beat up Monza where 5-1. They stay top of Serie A, of course. And Lautaro scores another two goals. Which means his season tally is already at 20. Yep, that's right. Uh, last season. In January. Uh, and it's only January, you're right. Uh, last season he had 28, counting time Super Cup. It's funny because I went back and I said, ooh, is he somehow crazily overperforming XG? He is overperforming XG. He overperformed XG last year too. So this to me suggests he's just a dude who overperforms XG. Yeah. This is a big sample size. That is big. And he could easily be, score 40 goals this yeah, season, which yeah. would be tremendous. Sir Jim Ratcliffe shows up at Old Trafford, sitting next to Sir oh, Alex Ferguson for the 2-2 draw with Spurs. Jules, what do you think his thoughts were after the game? It's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I thought he... I mean, United are in the, at their place, I think. They're seventh in the table. They're not very good. They have a goal difference of minus five. They twice took the lead against Spurs. That's yeah, good. Two, uh, so Ten Hag said, oh, we scored two good goals. No, you, you didn't. <laughs> the first one, Udogi gives you the assist to Hoyland, and then, yeah, the finish is good, but... It's there. And even they had a couple the chances one, on the counter attack the in the second yeah, half. Yeah, but again, there's still no, you still don't see really what this team, how this team plays, what the style is. You take a draw, certainly, especially when Ratcliffe is in the, is in the stand because losing our Trafford would have been toxic. At least you didn't lose. There's a lot of work to do. I think he knew that before, both on the pitch, off the pitch, all of that. I think he must be excited because that's his club and it must be a very exciting time for him. But I think you just saw it and was like, okay, two sh they had two shots. They had two <laughs> shots in the game. They scored two goals. So he, was, he would have watched and thought, okay, yeah, well, yeah. What about, you know, I, I, I thought you were going to be mean about Johnny Evans defending oh on my, Benton Oh, my God. But you haven't even brought that up. Because you know what? Right. I thought this morning coming in, I said, okay, Johnny Evans is 35. He should not even play. He should be retiring. He should be retired, <laughs> playing golf somewhere sunny, warm. Instead, Ooh. he's in that mess. But what was he trying well, to do, do you think? Well, I don't know, but it's also weird. I can understand if you're going to defend like that against Vinicius or Mbappe, who've got quick feet. But it's Rodrigo Bentancourt. The man is a central midfielder. It's almost like he opened, you know, he said, there you go, after so you, weird. after you. Turning to Spurs, Gabi, in this game, they had a ton of guys missing, of course, still. Although Timo Werner and Radu Dragusin made their debut after their uh, January move. Will Big Ange be happy, do you think? Big Ange, you mean? Ange, uh, yeah. Um, well, Dragosin, five minutes, I yeah. showed off the man button, whatever. Um, look, I had so many guys out. It's not just Son and Kulusevsky. His front three, Brennan Johnson, Werner, and Richarlison. Like John, Brennan Johnson, I thought, had a really, really poor game. Uh, Timo Werner, and we found out nothing's changed. It's You're the still the guy who exactly. runs like a maniac, gets in good positions, and then sends his finishers all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he got lucky to get the assist because, it's, it's, as we say often, it's not. It's just a sideways pass, and then bent on court with the help of Evan score. There's still value, I think, in what Werner brings, even when he doesn't score. As long as you use him in that position, as long as you don't have him as your your main uh, yeah. source of goals, because he's not going to be a source of goals. So no, I, I you have your entire midfield out. I think you give him a pass. You 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 get your point. They stay however many points away. 
you're in fifth place and hopefully you, you, you wait that. for Villa or somebody ahead of you to drop off. Yeah, yeah. Lons away is arguably one of the toughest tests Paris Saint-Germain were likely to face in Ligue 1 this season. They passed, winning 2-0, but it wasn't super smooth. No, of course. In fact, Big Gito had to save a penalty. After five minutes, yeah. A horrendously taken penalty, yeah. I add. Um, also, I think people want to know. Uh, Mbappe played centre-forward again. Is he just practicing this ahead of his move to Real Madrid? Because you know what? He sure as heck ain't getting into that lineup on the left wing ahead of Vini Jr. Not when Vini plays like this. Well, you bench Mbappe. For Vini Jr.? You won't bench Mbappe. Um, <laughs> He's going to have to adapt say, and play centre forward. Because you know he doesn't want to play as a centre forward anyway. <laughs> uh, so Luis Enrique says, ooh, let me mess with his head. But it's just that he's better than the other two that they have. So, or even three if you count Asensio. <laughs> how much did you spend on Colin Wani? And, and Gonzalo, and Gonzalo Ramos. Ramos. Yeah, like 160 million on both. Right. Hey, uh, Luis, Luis Campos, Luis Campos, Mbappe Capasa. touched the ball 78 times in the game uh, on Sunday night for a number nine, 78, because you he doesn't what? really play as a number nine, he plays more as a 10. And I think that's what Luis Enrique wants, and that's how it's evolving nicely. And I think Kylian is taking more pleasure to play in that position than just if he was is a he actually striker. enjoying it, or is he just saying again? He, he looked like yesterday, he did. He gave the assist, scored a goal, was very, very involved. Bacola, or, you know, Bobby Bacala. Much better, and I'm not apologizing for how when he was bad and I called him out, but he's getting better. He's good. Which is I good. told you, speedy about no, no, he's getting better, which is very encouraging. That's good, and yeah, even at 10 because uh, Bacola got graded uh, sent off just before the break in the second half. PSG took their eyes a little bit off the ball, as they often do, not as much control. And lost to be fair to them, kept on going, even with 10 men, yeah, even with 10 men, it was not enough. And PSG in the end won, and it's a good win. The eight points clear now. But yeah, I think things are getting in the right place at PSG. So I'm, I'm happy for now. I won't lie, I'm happy. Big win for Milan too, as they beat Roma 3-1 at San Siro with my French boys, Giroud, Theo, and of course, Yassin Ali, all scoring uh, the three goals. Gab Pioli said they're back on track. Well, I think they're in a good place now. They have a nine-point lead over fifth place, which is good, which means that you're going to finish in the top four, which, yeah. is, which is what you want to do. Now you can focus on doing something in the Europa League. You're out of the Coppa Italia, obviously out of the Champions League. Yassine Adli, I thought it was... I was happy oh, for lovely. He's Paris Bon and Bread, of course. Sorry? Paris Bon and Bread. Okay, he literally became like a figure of fun at Milan, but then insisted on staying. No, I want to prove my worth, and he's doing it. I mean, when yeah. Benacer returns, he goes back where he belongs yeah, of on course, the bench. But it doesn't matter. But he's, a, he's proved that he's a good squad player now instead of being exactly, a good squad player. Exactly. But, you know, remember where Milan are. They, they still have a lot of guys out. They still need to grow that defensive partnership of... Matteo Gabbia, who was at Villarreal on loan, just came back, never yeah. played at Villarreal, for, and, and, and Simon Kier, who's 39. You know, that, that, we need to consider this. But well, Olivier Giroud, the back heel. Oh, my on. God. I was going to say, the let's show some heels, love. The one for Pulisic, yeah. even better. Yeah, true. But the one-two on the goal for Theo and the back heel for that goal is just magnificent. Um, by the way, on Roma, um, there was no Mourinho. No. Because he was suspended. He's yeah, up in the stands. Of he made a big call. He dropped uh, Rui Patricio yeah. for, for <laughs> Zvilar. Uh, and of course, we can't ask him why he did it because, of course, he's, you he's know, not talking. Not, not talking. So, uh, yeah, not good. Not good without Dybala, but we knew that. Chelsea making three straight wins in the Premier League as Cole Palmer's penalty helps them pass Fulham. Signs of life from Mauricio Pochettino's crew. No. It was not convincing. I thought, but hey, why now you win? That's all you have to care about. You no, said you don't. You have to care about growing. You win. Yeah, you win. Off. You win. That's all you care. Because right now, they're not going to play. I'm telling you now, they're not going to play well this season. 
So forget about the style, the identity, just take the wins. Whatever, however they happened, just take the wins. Enzo, Caicedo, Gallagher, they need to start. And with Palmer, they need, he need, we need to see patterns of play. We need to see something. But you won't. It can't just be like, okay, give the ball to Rahi, win the penalty, and then Cole Palmer converts it. I know, but be pragmatic like me. Just take the wins. Take the wins. Meanwhile, Gav, what was Frank Lampard? Uh, was that Frank Lampard, sorry, sitting in the stand next to Todd Brady? Frank Lampard Jr. to Jr., you. yeah. I have no idea why he was there. No we just was invited, you, I guess. Why you would find it appropriate can, can to have... But club legend. I, I just want to say, imagine Chelsea had lost this game, which Chelsea these days, who knows, right? Yeah. You have club legend who replaced the last manager you sacked in mid-season. Yeah. Sitting next to one of the owners. I don't think it's a great look. I'm not blaming Frank Lampard, but if you want to invite him, Todd... Have him sit somewhere else. I, I don't know. <laughs> the other thing which annoyed me on this, did you see those weirdos in the promotion for, 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 for this movie that's coming out, which I didn't want to mention the name. For oh, yeah, those six publicity. guys standing up with their books. And then, like, and then brushing their teeth. Like, Pochettino said, oh, it's just some fun before the game. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. not. not at this don't stage use your season. football club like he was. Can you imagine? Uh, an advertising billboard? Come That's on. That's terrible, man. What's going on at that Girona club? go top of La Liga with a scoreless draw away to Almeria. Jules, considering Almeria have won zero games all season long. Zero. <clears throat> and <coughs> they could easily have won this game. Maybe should have won they this should game. should have won this game. Should we chalk it up to the magic of La Liga yeah. where last place can, uh, uh, can, can, can freeze top place? Or just say that Girona laid a big turd? Yeah. The, the worst performance of the season by a mile as well, even worse than when they actually lost the only game they lost against uh, Real Madrid. It was just, it, I think they had three shots in the whole game. Like, consider, and maybe it's just the start of the year. I, I mean, I, I just don't really know what happened. But considering how good they were for example, against Atletico Madrid, I how they bad they can them. be. They I just, mean, they were so bad against... The worst team in Europe. Nope. They are. I mean, are the worst team in Europe. It's just really strange. And he benched Sigankov and Savio. They, I know. I understand. Like, were you? What you've got? You you're worried about your Copa del Rey thing? Must be. Yeah. Like, whatever. Really strange. They live very, very, very late, but Bayer Leverkusen get the win away at Augsburg to stay top of the Bundesliga, four points clear of Bayern with a game more played. Do you think it's concerning for Xabi that they left it so late? I don't, I'm going to give Xabi Alonso a big pass for this one because you can look at this and say, oh, look, you know, maybe the wheels are coming off. Oh, New Year. You know, oh, we talk about this right after Girona. So, like, the surprise package. Uh, no, you had no Victor Boniface. No. Nope. Wirtz was on the bench. Yeah. Uh, so, that takes care of your attack. Kusunu. He had Schick in there. Schick could have scored a yeah, hat they trick. Yeah, they had I mean, Grimaldo hit the woodwork. And at the back, who are these dudes, right? Tapsoba, uh, Tapsoba was out. He's at the Cup of Nations. Yeah, the other right. dude, Kusu, uh, I can never get his name. Uh, the other defender uh, is also at the Cup of Nations. Yeah. Plus Jonathan Ta was on the bench, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're spotting your other team, the other side, five players. I think that's understandable. Yeah. You still you still created the most chances. Um, Granit Xhaka had a monstrous game. I thought he was I'm okay with this with the points coming late. Um, and I think anybody who points a finger uh, at Xabi Alonso, nah, nobody does. What I'm intrigued about is Schick. Does, does Schick automatically go out when Boniface come back, or yeah. can we see a Schick Boniface partnership I don't working? Think so, where would you put Verse then? Verse behind Hoffman wide or whatever. There's no. gotta be gotta be a way. No, gotta be a way. There is no way. There is no way. 
Not a great start for Mohamed Salah in Egypt in the Africa nope. Cup of Nations, Jules. They needed a 97th minute penalty to snatch a draw yeah. against Mozambique, who are ranked 111th in the world. And who played really, really well in that game, despite Egypt scoring really early um, and taking the lead early. And you thought, okay, this is it, the game is gone. And Mozambique came back, scored twice. And that penalty was really, really soft, by the way. Very soft. Really soft at the end. And I felt for Mozambique watching the game. I was like, come on. It's funny because I thought when they scored, like, okay, Egypt is going to squeeze the life out of this game. Yeah, Mustafa Mohamed. Instead, they got squeezed the other way. Completely. Mozambique, really outstanding. Really, really outstanding work. And... I mean, it's only the start of the competition and we said, even if you finish third of your group, there's a big possibility that you're going to qualify. So there's nothing to worry about maybe just yet. But as we will see in the rest of the quickets, a lot of the big teams in this AFCON so far have been experiencing a it's slow start. Yeah, exactly. Amir Hakmani gets a late leg goal and Napoli beats Salernitana 2-1 in the derby to get a first win in nearly a month. Gab, are you going to be mean again about Walter the disaster? The master of disaster. Master of disaster. Uh, I, I, I guess <laughs> they were not good. Are you, honestly, this was not a good. So Sunday are dead last on the table, right? They are bad. They, they they have an owner who's constantly launching accusations and is now in trouble about the refereeing, whatever. And still, you have to. Sunday just sat, right? They just sat to try to get a point. Blah blah blah, and. It was completely disjointed. It looked like a pickup game. It looked like a bunch of guys who never played together, zero patterns of play, zero coordinations. Kvaratskhelia, uh, Raspadori, all the guys who are supposed to make a difference. Yeah, you can say, oh, look, this is the kind of thing where, oh, but we showed spirit, we showed spirit, we were rewarded. They got lucky I mean, on the goal because the guy, instead of clearing, it's just then. And- I mean, Hakmani just scored. It was just, it was, it was not good. I didn't even want to listen to Mazzari uh, after the game, so I have no idea what what clever explanations he came up with. But I'm sure if he spoke, I'm sure he did speak. Yeah, yeah. He praised their spirit, their determination. Oh, the it's United, a turning whatever. point. It's a turning point, probably. Another shock result in the Cup of Nations, Jules. Ghana beaten by Cape Verde, two one. My boy Chris Hutton will be disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. And to be fair, I thought they were terrible, really. From this st- is not a good Ghana generation. It's not. But even even with the play, I mean, they still have kind of decent players. It's just, I thought it was so bad. And Cap Verde, who've been a bit of a kind of cause upset before, they are a good, decent team. They've got players in playing, used to play in France or some who are playing in France, for example, from the diaspora, a lot of them. Uh, did really, really well to win that game, uh, even if they did it late. Shout out to Andre Ayou, I guess. Maybe we came on in the second half for his eighth African Cup of Nations, eight tournaments. It's remarkable. Holding. Yeah. Uh, but Ghana will have to improve massively if they want to, uh, to do well in this competition. Again, we said, I think they, they will probably qualify for the next round. But after what we saw at the World Cup and that, it's just, yeah, very disappointing. Athletic Bilbao are up to third in La Liga table at Gab after they beat Real Sociedad in the derby 2-1. I'm starting to think that we might not see La Real again in the Champions League next season unless they obviously win it this year. Well, we've praised them so much, know, they're but they're great. down to six. Obviously, look, Bilbao away. This is, this is, this is basically a head-to-head. It's a, yeah, it's a they, six-pointer, right? They destroy them. Well... I do not help by the fact that the, the, the obviously Ramiro, who got sent off in the last game, is out. Yeah. The dude who comes in for him just spills the ball, yeah. like comically, for the first goal. No Kubo, of course. And they got to come be kind. There's obviously, there's obviously no, no Kubo, as you mentioned. Um, 
it's it's tough. It's tough for them to come back. Things are going wrong. I think put all your chips in the middle of the table. Go win the Champions League. Even yeah. Seru Girassi is at the AFCON and Stuttgart struggle without him. Jules, they're still third, but they're beaten 3-1 by Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, well beaten. Uh, two. I don't know if it was just Girassi not being there. They just... They were just, I think, beaten by a better side. It was just an off day for them. Nothing really worked. A better uh, side were not a particularly good side. Yeah, who have yeah. been certainly very inconsistent uh, Gladbach this season. Really capable, I think, because it's still a decent squad, uh, like they show in this game, but also capable of some absolute shockers. So I think one to forget. But I think Girassi, for how long he will be out, I, I don't know if Guinea will go far in Afghan or not, but I think they will miss him a lot. And staying in the Bundesliga, Gab, Jadon Sancho and Ian Madsen made their debut for Borussia Dortmund as they beat Darmstadt 3-0. What did you make of it? Uh, it's funny you're asking me about this and not, not asking me about Yusufa Mukoku since you're Mr. Tekken. <laughs> true. How about that goal? True, very now, true. again, I go back to this. You have a guy who can do that. He's young. You gave him a new contract. Since we're talking about the, we've talked endlessly about the glut of winners yeah, yeah. and backing midfielders. What about your glut of center forwards? Do you need a full crew and an aller? And when you've got this dude, I know, but he's very inconsistent guy. Hey, well, he's not going to, he's not going to get consistent no, if you ever plays. Whatever. True. true. Uh, to answer your question, though. Uh, sorry? An assist for Sancho already. It's assist for Sancho. He came on at the end. It's not just the assist. He, he provided the assist to uh, to Marco Royce, who made it 2-0. There was a ridiculous save. You know, like sort of moments that change games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 1-0 up, Darmstadt, Kobel makes a save. She's like, what a great save! Is a spectacular save, it but it was also the classic thing where, like, the goalkeeper does, like, the mad flying starfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy puts the ball off his leg. Yeah, um, exactly. That... Certainly turned the game Dorman's uh, favor. Makoko's goal was in garbage time. Matson, I thought he played really well. I think he's just a bundle of energy at fullback. He works hard defensively. Why he never got the shot at Chelsea, why he just posh looked at him and says, No, nah, you're too little. Let me put yeah. Levi Colwell, who's actually a center back, and exactly. put him at left back. You're too quick. <clears throat> or you even Gugurea. Um But uh but yeah, no, it's uh it's encouraging. I just want to see how he fits the pieces together. Um, but it's a win and they get closer to Leipzig. Yeah, exactly. Jules, we've mentioned this before, but with so many players so in this many. position, it doesn't look like there will be much room for Gio Reyna. So is it a good thing that he's reportedly signed with Justy Foot and George Mendes? I don't know if... Listen, he could go with any agent if he wants. It could be... Just Wolf? do something. You just go anywhere where you're going to play. So don't go somewhere where you're not sure you're going to play, where the manager... You don't have a good feeling with the manager because you need to go... Somewhere you play, but Gabby, it's, it's January 15th today. Why is he still there? Why have we not seen any links? Why are club not more interested? Why is the, this ball been, not rolling already? He's been linked with Real Sociedad. I'm assuming that's a smokescreen because he's not Basque and because I think they have again, they have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Already. Yeah. Um, Don't tell me there's not a club for him. Well, you know what? Roma need a little bit of creativity, Uncle George. But the problem with Uncle George, of course, Thiago Pinto on his way out. Yeah. <laughs> Jose Mourinho possibly yeah, on his yeah, way yeah, out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know, know, but he's got to find... He has to play somewhere. He's got a Copa America coming up this summer. I know, He's exactly. the second most talented player for the U.S., arguably the second most important player for the U.S. now that he's patched things up. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's I, it's it, incredible. It, 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 actually, if I'm Greg Berhalter, I am on the phone 
Damn, well, actually, they probably don't take his calls anymore. But yeah. but, but this is the stuff. But that imagine if he doesn't night. move. That would be criminal for his career if somehow there's not a move. Don't tell me there's not a club on loan that would take him. It's ridiculous. What about really? Leon and John Texter? Yeah, but they just anywhere you can play. Exactly anywhere in a, in one of the big five leagues. Nigeria also held in their opening game at Afcon, making it three first round shocks in the competition. Gab, are you concerned for your Super Eagles? I am not as concerned as some people will be because, because? Equatorial Guinea are not a bad team. It may be a tiny That's country, true. but they're a country with a lot of money. They're look, they're, they're basically the Spaniards of Africa, so yeah. they can all play and move the ball. And on top of that, they're cross between Spaniards and really old school Italians because they're super defensive. I thought Nigeria had a bunch of chances. Osimhen could have had yeah. a, could have had a hat trick. Chukwueze uh, as well when he came on. on the bench, yeah. I'm not I'm not so concerned about this. Would it have been nice to beat them? And get, since people have a lot of doubts about Nigeria defensively, sure. But you know what? I can live with this. Just turn it on in the next game. Yeah. At least Ivory Coast get it done, Jules. But there's a pattern here. This was actually close. They it beat, was. They beat Guinea Bissau 2 0 with goals from Seco Fofana and Jean Philippe Crasso. Yeah, Crasso's goal was really nice as well. But you're right, it was close. And they obviously are at home, so they've got that support. It was pretty incredible to watch. But that also brings some pressure, I think, and they're not playing well. And I think I don't think they've been playing particularly well under Jean Claude. Uh, uh, Jean-Claude Gasset? No, no, Jean-Claude Gasset. Under Gasset, uh, their head coach, uh, for some time now. So I'd, I'm not really sure. On, on paper, this is maybe the most talented squad, considering the, the home support that they will have, too. So they have to be our, our, our favourite, I guess, for the, for the tournament. And at least you got a win first. But yeah, there was... Not perfect but, by far. By the way, knee-jerk hot take after just Jean-Louis Gasset was that's it. Sorry? Jean-Louis, I said Jean-Charles Gasset Jean-Louis Jean Gasset, yeah. What kind of a name is Jean-Louis? Jean-Louis, it's just like... Oh, Jean-Louis. Jean-Louis, okay, yeah. Right. Uh, got it. Uh, if I can point something out, AFCON, we're used to, especially the group stages, also kind of being quite defensive and tight. We're used to opening games in major tournaments being defensive and tight. The four games so far, hot take... I thought they were actually pretty open. Yeah, they yeah. were very good games. And I think it'd be competitive. So far. I, think I, I don't know what's happening later, but be so far, it would be. Jordan Henderson's desire to return to Europe from Saudi Arabia is well documented, of course, and both Ajax and Juventus have been linked with him. How's it looking for him, do you think? So there's stories now out that saying, oh, well, al fact don't want to let him go. Steven Gerrard wants to rely on him, blah, blah, blah. It's very simple. Jordan Henderson has a contract. Yeah. The contract pays them a lot of money. Al Etifak are not one of the PIF-owned funds. Presumably, no. they understand they're running a business. If you want to leave, you're Jordan Henderson, you can go to whoever owns your club and say, hey, bro, I made a mistake coming here. I know you've given me this contract. I'm earning far more money than I really deserve. Yeah. I will walk away from that contract if you release me. Yeah, but they might say, no, we want a transfer fee. Fine. Then I will sit here. I will go out and dutifully play. I will be unhappy. I will be bad, just like this team is bad <laughs> because we have a bad manager because we don't have as much money as the four PIF teams, even though you went out and you tried to compete with them. I know, but and they it's put 700k suck. on him every week. Imagine that. They could have split that. But you know what? They have a finite number of foreign players they can have. If, it's like if, 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 if Jordan Henderson is serious, walk away from the money. 
Um, ask them. You because you know what? They can find a far better player to spend that 700k on. You know, somebody said to them, listen, this Jordan Henderson is the best midfielder in the world. Go, if you sign him, yeah, it's a lot of money, but he's worth every penny. 700k a week, it's worth it. It's so good. They, they, they and then they signed him. Like, I mean, look, I, I, I just look at it from their perspective, right? We shouldn't expect that they've made this investment in them. They've paid this transfer fee. Which they won't be getting back, right? Because it's not like he came over. He was he wasn't a free signing, right? No. They so saw the wages. I understand that part of it, but the big thing here is the wages. Yeah. And if you can save yourself some money, and cut your losses, and make Jordan Henderson happy, but Jordan Henderson has to also say, hey, you know what? Here's the money back. Yeah, I don't I don't want this extra money. If you got a signing bonus, you've got a loyalty bonus coming up. Yeah. No, I'm gone. Yeah. You know, this is a rare situation where you can really put your money where your mouth is. I, and I know he's gotten stick over the LGBTQ stuff, yeah, yeah, over yeah. a lot of stuff. A way to rehabilitate. If you really, if your family is miserable, if you're miserable, whatever, give the money back. Give the money let's back. Let's see. Let's see if he does it. Big slip up from Leipzig. Jules says Ansgar Knauf's early goal condemns him to defeat against Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, it was at home. It was unexpected because they were so good at throwing the game. They could have scored. I think the XG is 3.5 or something ridiculous. They had so many... Chances and yet it was just again not their day. I don't think. I just think this is an accident. It's a freak result, really, more than anything else. I don't think they play badly. I don't think they low on confidence or anything like that. It's just one of those. But in that race for fourth, like for for top four, certainly with Dortmund winning behind, they will have to be careful. But I don't think we will see many of those defeats for them. The Italian Super Cup will be played on Thursday and Friday. This week in Saudi Arabia, Gav, are you excited? No, I'm not. Oh, <clears throat> and you know, I, I, it, it's rare for me to say I'm not excited. In fact, it, it's what are you funny. not excited for? So when I compare this to the way La Liga has set up the Super Cup and the amount of money that they get and so on, and the way Serie A did it, you know, with La Liga, with La Liga, all right, not ideal. You're messing up the fixture list. Blah blah blah. Uh, but hey, we get big games, we get big money, we'll get a Classico out of it. No, here, I think partly it's it's the teams, because in Italy, you know, we had the two uh, cup finalists and the teams yeah. that finished first and second in the league. So the semifinals are Napoli, Fiorentina, and Inter Lazio. So That's not too bad. Well, it's not bad, You but you lose out on Milan and Juve and Mourinho. Yeah, but... Um, but the attitude. Maurizio Sarri. Right? I mean, yeah. Did you hear what he said? Yeah. He's like, oh... Oh, this is stupid. I don't know why we're going there. Just take the money and run, I say. <laughs> Are you, honestly, they should detain him in Saudi Arabia. You know what? They should detain him in Saudi Arabia. Not let him come back. Force him to go and manage Al Etifak. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, my God. You can have Steven Jarrett as his assistant. Yeah, in fact, Jared can go back and play in midfield. Or play with Henderson. Henderson? Yeah. No, no, and then send Henderson back. Okay. Um, I... Could you be piling on more negativity onto this? They just I don't have know. a nice Fiorentina interfinal where they play football, I, where it's open, it's nice. I, that, I, think, I think that's what neutrals want, yeah. is a Fiorentina interfinal. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, like, you want to schedule, you want to showcase. Hey, hey, Serie A, do we need to do this in January when you know that there's an African Cup of Nations on and you know that... That's Napoli true. star attraction, who has an enormous following in Saudi yeah. Arabia, happens to be Nigerian, and so therefore won't, won't be there. Be that. Yeah, I. It's honestly, it's like when you're talking about like, could we run things really any worse? Strange. Whatever. Really strange. Rant over. This was way back on Friday, but Bayern beat Hoffenheim three 0 to keep the pressure on Bayer Leverkusen. Jules, did we get a happy Tuchel after the win over the Just Hoff? Just guess. 
No, we didn't, because he said they liked freedom, happiness, whatever he put it, rhythm, fluidity. It was just, it was just like they like happiness. You show up to work every day, and you you face by him. I mean, but you said today is Blue Monday, right? You today's said to Blue me, Monday. So like yes. clearly, Tuchel two days earlier on Saturday had Blue Monday or Blue Saturday or Friday was whatever. Tuchel's always ahead of his time. Yeah, he's always Blue Monday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, the win you take him. Musiala Sunny, great. Kane scored again. Job done. Everton and Nottingham Forest will discover this week, Gabby, if they broke spending rules under the uh, Premier League's new fast track system. What do you make of this real-time justice and what do you think is going to happen? Apparently, they might, there's suggestions they might even discover uh, uh, today whether they'll be charged and then the whole case has to end, I think, before the end of the season. Yeah. Um, this real-time justice thing is a good thing. There's no point you know, punishing clubs for things that happened three years ago because then in the meantime, as we know from having watched Back to the Future, yeah. events in the past have effects on the future. Yeah. You get alternate timelines, teams get relegated, lawsuits, all this stuff. Um People might be wondering, oh, how do Everton get potentially get punished again? Well, because it's a different year. As long as we have openness about this, as long as they're saying, hey, we called them on March 3rd, we spoke to them, we said, you can't spend money on this, and then they go, oh, they do it anyway. As long as you're honest and open and fans understand it, this is the best possible thing. Uh, the reason the City and Chelsea cases, by the way, aren't fast-tracked in this way is because those are, well, the City case goes back a million years, yeah. the Chelsea case goes back a million years as well, and these are different types of financial uh, misdeeds, as we've tried to explain many, many times before. But people are always like, oh, why are they punishing Everton and not Chelsea and City? Because, you know, a lot of people are thick. <laughs> speaking of, producer Freddie is a big oh, Reading fan. Oh, Speaking him. of financial, not speaking of thick, producer Freddie, speaking of financial misdeeds and points deductions, what are you thinking? Yeah. That's what I was referring to. Yeah, I know. Producer Freddie is a big Reading fan, and he's yeah. been busting our chops all season to try to get us to talk about them. Yeah, anything. Uh, they're in what, League One, whatever that yeah, is, that's something right. like that? Yeah, I, I think it's division. some league, whatever. I think we have no choice now, Jules, after their supporters staged a pitch invasion and forced the game against Port Vale to be abandoned. And if you look in the video, you can see Freddie Freddy running is out dead. onto the pitch, yeah. waving his Without arm. Without his shirt, you know, bare chest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they're not happy, as we know, with their owner. Uh, da Young. Da Young, that's the guy. And the, the can whole... you imagine? Your, your name is actually... I, I know. It's, 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 da it's is D-A-I. But you know they pronounce it Da Young. Yeah, yeah of course. Which... Yeah, yeah. They said, sell before we die, obviously, right. uh, because they want him to get rid of the club. He's, he's been the terrible owner, of course. Uh, then 16 dropping, points deduction, yeah, one spot above the wages, all of that. Um, and I think initially the protest was going to be throwing, I mean, they did throw tennis balls a bit like what we see in Germany. Yeah. And then at some point, someone they must have said... They did it before, set, nobody cared. Remember yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, it was like, oh, but... Yeah, look, look, they're walking like, through London cares. or something, nobody cares. There's no video, nobody cares, it doesn't so go viral. Some dude, probably called John, in the stand at some point, said, this is not enough, let's walk in, let's walk onto the pitch. So they did. And they stopped the game. And I, I really hope, I, I'm, not, I'm not in for that kind of, you know, I, I would not advise other fan base to do it even if you have a bad owner like the Reading fans have. However, I really hope that Dai Young now gets the message and get out of that club. Yeah, the question is obviously if he does, what does he leave behind? What assets are there? What does it mean for the future of the no, club? I know that, but he needs out. 
I don't want to see violence if there's a way to do this peacefully. And I think it's a credit to the Reading fans. They did it peacefully. The Port Vale fans, who were, the Port Vale were the other team, you know, were, were applauding them. Yeah. I don't have an issue with them. I don't have an issue with, I think it was supposed to be a sit-in initially. Yeah. I don't have an issue. And in fact, I'm shocked here in England where a lot of fans are much better behaved than elsewhere, as we know. Yeah. Um, I'm often shocked at some of the things some club owners get up to and the fans just kind of take it or like, you know, they rant on social. Don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. that's right. PSV Eindhoven, keep winning and we continue to be proven wrong by Peter Bosch. Kind of. They beat Excelsior this week and they have now won 17 games out of 17 in the league. It's incredible. I'm not sure if we need to show contrition. We, do. we don't. Oh, Gab, but I think it's called... 59 goals and considering seven in 17 games. I mean, come when, on. Incredible. When facts change, opinions change. <laughs> Peter, you're doing a phenomenal job this year. doesn't mean that we were necessarily wrong, wrong. about we the past when you did weird things we didn't understand. Whatever you're doing this year is absolutely working. And that's a credit to you, Peter. Sorry, I'm addressing the camera here. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk Peter to deserves it. Talk right? to Peter. Uh, yeah. This is absolutely unbelievable what they're doing. Uh, I think Arsenal are the only team to have beaten them this season in the Champions right. League. Yeah. Um, it's phenomenal. It it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Things were looking up a little for our pal John Texter and his man Stone Wise at Leon after three straight wins. Mm. But Jules, they came crashing down to earth against the Havre. They did, Gab. I think the, uh, the start of the weekend, all our leagues combined, is that Lyon got two players sent off in this game and made a total of four fouls in the whole game. So four fouls, two red cards. I think this is never seen before I, I mean I don't recall anybody only a team only making four fouls in 90 minutes were they minutes. swearing at the referee <laughs> no. were, they, were they disrobing no and they're just two reds for two fouls and that's it it's just it's just incredible they were bad Pierre Sage uh, and his team terrible really terrible and, and Le Havre deserved to win with Hugo Lloris' brother, Gauthier, who scored the first goal, the centre-back, who's been really good this season for them. Well done to them. And for Lyon, uh, maybe they thought, this is it, we won three in a row, we're good now, we are a better team. And, and they're not. So they're back in the bottom three, they will have to fight again not to go down, and maybe that's a good warning for them. Maybe Gio Reyna can save them. Maybe Gio Reyna can save them. FIFA now uh, published a list of all the clubs in the world who are under a transfer embargo. Gab, and we know how much you love your transparency, transparency even. So you must love this. I do. You can go on the list on the website. So who's on the list? Who's on your list? There's four Saudi clubs on the list. Oh. There's Venezia on the list. There's a bunch of clubs from Argentina. There's a lot of clubs on the list. Now, the list is a little weird because it's a searchable database, but some clubs are on there like 10 times, which means I don't know if like they're, they're banned. For 10 years? I, I don't know. <laughs> But supposedly before this, clubs would find out if another club was under transfer embargo when, when they logged into the FIFA TMS uh, system to, to, to register the national yeah. transfer. It wouldn't go through and say, oh, they're under embargo. Uh, this should be public. Uh, well done, FIFA, for doing it. You know, we can sit there and say, oh, why are you doing it sooner? Ah, they're doing it now. Let's applaud them when they do the yeah. right things at the right time. Do it sooner. Yeah, okay. At least now we know. Um, it, it is fun to go it off is. if you're into this. If you want like nerding out on this stuff. Uh, sorry. I make I no apologies. I right? love time on um, So, Manchester United, transfer moves, Jim Ratcliffe, uh, Hannibal Medry, supposedly on his, w on his way to Sevilla yeah. in a loan deal yeah. for... 
um, they can make the loan permanent for twenty million in the summer. Yeah, not uh, sure if that would be triggered. Uh, and even more exciting than that, gone. Our colleague Mark Ogden, late breaking news. They're mulling a swap, a swap that would send Aaron Wan Bissaka back, presumably plus cash, uh, back to Crystal Palace for Michael Olise because they don't have enough wingers. They're no, on the yeah. they're yeah, on I'm the Dortmund sure. plan. Sure, Michael Olise would be delighted to go in such a well-run team and well-run club with great identity. I'm not sure about Olise, who has a release clause, by the way, after he extended his contract at Palace last season for, for Anibal, Paris born and bred Anibal, of course, who I should remind everybody was an absolute bowler when he was a kid, like a prodigy, like Kylian, like at the level of a Kylian Mbappe, without, without a doubt. Like a, like a wonder kid, like I've never really seen anybody at 13 as good as he was. And now I'm not sure again if that Sevilla move is any good for him. Is he going to play in a team that is not even just struggling this season, is sinking this season? Is that a good move? Maybe. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I, can, I think I can, we can pretty much say that I don't think that uh, close for a permanent contract will be triggered un- until, unless something crazy happens in the next five months. The Elisa one, but I really like Michael Elisa. Yeah, me too. I love him. But, but I also wonder about Iwan Bisaka has got two years left. He's, he's not on a huge salary. Um, but I, I do wonder, like, this is a technical decision. I mean, this is something I, I think you wouldn't make a decision on this until the summer. When you know who who your director, sporting director is, hundred percent, and who your coach is, hundred percent, okay. absolutely. Right. Probably on the same page. On Friday night, Luton had a dramatic equaliser where Burnley uh, that caused a lot of controversy. Gab Adebayo kind of blocking James Trafford and then Carlton Morris scoring with his header. The goal stood after VR checked it, which personally I think was a massive mistake. What what are your thoughts on it? It's very simple. And the reason I'm talking about this, I think, is not so much, look, I, I feel for Vincent Company was completely nonplussed about it. It was a terrible call. The goal obviously shouldn't, shouldn't have stood. Yeah. But I also think there's this habit, and I, and I hate calling people out, like I don't know his name, but I'm, I'm watching one of the highlight shows here, and like the interviewer goes, and, and, and they asked um, Rob Edwards, a Luton guy, about it. It's like, well, you know, goalkeepers... Uh, seem to be a protected species. Guys, first of all, this whole goalkeepers are protected species thing <laughs> is a stupid freaking cliche that got old 30 years ago. Don't say it. It's dumb. Just say they don't call fouls on goalkeepers if you want. Or, you know, if you touch the goalkeeper, ha, ha, ha. The game has moved on from there. And by the way, the reason goalkeepers are protected is if you jump up to try to get to try to get the ball, you're jumping up with your hands in the air, yeah. which means that you are completely exposed and vulnerable. And if somebody comes and barges into you, they can break your ribs. This is why they're a protected species, right? Uh, I mean, unless you're a moron, <laughs> you understand this. Now, no, but- was it a foul or not? As I see it, the guy turns his back and backs into him. He's not even playing for the ball. Well, well, while of he's course coming. it's a foul. And he doesn't even jump. He's got no shot at getting out of it. Of course it's a foul. PGMOL said they were, it's just a getting together. It's a coming together. Coming to- it's another stupid word. Yeah. To come up. It's a coming together. How can you justify uh, such I, a blunder by I, saying that? I, I, I don't know. But we need to get out of this habit. Like, oh, goal, you can't touch the goalkeeper. It's a foul. No, we've moved on from there. We're grown-ups <laughs> about it. When you do something like this, it's, it's, it's just, it's just it really annoys me. And that's no disrespect to Luton. I hope Luton stay no, up. No, they had a the good way. performance as well, but they shouldn't have drawn that game. Chago Jalo, uh, Chago Jalo, Chago Jalo, 
will undergo a medical with Juventus this week ahead of a 6 million euro move from Lille. Jules, he's young, he's, he's young. athletic, he's, he's been in Italy before. Athletic. He hasn't played since March. No, because he had an injury, but he's a good prospect, I think. To have. Yeah, somebody's out nine months. Cheap. No, I know. But, uh, How do we know he can play at all? Well, no, we don't know, walk. but surely that's what the medical that he's going to do. And I, I suspect, knowing Juventus, will be quite a lengthy one just to make sure that there's no problem. You can come back from an injury and be as good as you were before the injury. A lot of players have done that. Is it a bit weird to sign a player who hasn't played for that? Yeah, I give you that. Okay. It is a bit weird. But if you do all the tests that you need and he's okay, then he's okay. You can come, you know, he can come and play. I think because his contract was running down, it's quite cheap. He's worth more than that because I think he's a really decent player. If, if he had three years left, given he's what twenty-three years old, like that. Yeah. If he were not coming off an injury, and if he had three years left, yeah, he would we'd be, be talking thirty to forty million range, right? 100%, okay. Yeah, that's what the kind of, of defender that he is. Halil Umut Mela, remember him? That referee was attacked by the Ankara Guchu president Farouk Kocha. He's back refereeing this weekend, yeah. Yeah, I just a nice story that he's back. I took charge of Istanbul, Istanbul Sport against Konya Sport, which which finished nil nil without incident. Both teams applauded him. He got flowers, which I don't know if it's a local custom, but as a dude, when somebody gives me flowers, I'm kind of like, eh. I, 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 I'm not, I, what do you mean? If you win the Olympics, you get a bouquet for your men or women. It doesn't matter. You should just get a medal. Like, <laughs> you I, get a medal as well, but you get. I don't know. It's just me, like a dude getting flowers. I don't. It doesn't fit my welt and my worldview. Okay, I, I do think we're a product of history. I don't know what he did with the flowers. He's in the dressing room. He's got all these bouquets. Of- he went home. He said to his wife, "Look, this is nice. But let's put that in a vase." I maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe fill the house with flowers. But <laughs> joking aside, we're very happy that he's back. Um, yeah. I, he's an international referee. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see him again before now, now the end of the season in the Europa League. Do you think he get flowers every game now? Because every he's going to go to another stadium after. <laughs> I don't think he needs flowers every game. This guy Farouk Kocha, by the way, is still facing criminal charges. He's been banned indefinitely from from the game. He spoke out and he said, "You know, I watched the video. I don't recognize myself." Just a reminder, and I'm not doing this to be gruesome. He didn't just go out there and shouted him, get in his face. He didn't just punch him in the head. After it fell to the ground, he and his goons then went yeah, and kicked him in the head. Yeah. I mean, this is a beatdown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this, is, this is Goodfellas type stuff for the Supreme. Like, this is, you, know, you, see, you don't recognize yourself, great. I, it's a first pass, pass towards apologizing yeah, yeah. to repent, whatever else. Let's not forget the extreme brutality of it. And well done, Umu um, Meller, uh, for, for, for coming back out and, and refereeing again. Al Ittihad have started their training camp in Dubai ahead of the restart of the Saudi Pro League. Jules, guess who's not there? Oh, Kareem the Dream. He's stuck in Mauritius. He went on. He went to Mauritius for a break. For the break. And there's cyclones in Mauritius. There's a cyclone coming. No, a really bad one. What's the, what's the name again? Oh, just stop it. Stop it. No, stop. I promise you, it's really bad on La Réunion and all that part of the of the world. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. That's I think we're scared to get on the plane. Marcelo Cachado and uh, Kareem the Dream, maybe not. The best of friends, maybe not getting on. I'm trying to find out what's going to happen, actually, if he wants to come back to Europe. Uh, Manchester United. Imagine, I would take him at PSG every day, though. I don't care about Ramos and, and Colomani. I love Kylian and He can, he can come back. Look, since Kylian's playing centre-forward now, he can, Benzema can lead the line for Paris Saint-Germain next year. 
Yeah, I'll take, and, I'll take him. Man. Anytime. I'll take him. Arsenal, go and get Karim Benzema. Real Madrid. Yeah. He can come back to Real Madrid. That would be amazing. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been leaked with the Sweden national team job. Gab, would that be a good coach? A Dane for the Swedes? Or even a Norwegian in a Norwegian? this case. Yeah. Um, Norwegian in this case. I don't think they care very much about that stuff oh, in yeah, that part of the world. Um, I, I just don't know that he would be a good choice. I don't, I, I don't see why he would be uh, make a good national team manager. I don't. Uh, who would want to hire him for stuff? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, this is the whole thing about people like, oh, I want to get back in football, but I need the right job. How much are you going to pay me? Come on, man. Like, <laughs> I, it's, you know, whatever. Uh, Jules, this brings us to, a, to an end. Yeah. But we got to come back. We got to come back on Thursday, right? Because we do. Um, I think, reportedly, there's some FA Cup. There is FA Cup replays. Hey, are you going to watch Luton against Bolton or Bolton Luton? I will be absolutely riveted by that. (laughs) Um, Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself.